Hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody. This is Trophy Talk, episode six. I'm one of your hosts, CK Present, joined as always by Narshredder13, aka Eli Downing, and returning again, the fan favorite, the legend himself, initiated MR187. How you guys doing? Well, uh, that was doing wild. good. <laughs> that was like I just got assaulted by a robot. <laughs> uh. Oh, how you guys doing though? You're good. Yeah, doing pretty good. Kicking it, hanging in there. Um, yeah, it's been a pretty busy week or a couple weeks, I should say. I think for all of us in terms of gaming stuff, um, and work was pretty busy too. So happy to get the chance to talk with you guys and catch up again. We got quite a bit to get through today, but before we get going into what we've been playing and trophy progress, I did want to uh, say real quickly, thanks to everybody who listened from the R Trophies subreddit. Uh, I posted episode five, our last discussion on there, and had some good feedback. So to everyone who listened, if you're returning, I really appreciate it. We all appreciate it. Um, and thanks for checking out the podcast again. You guys have anything you want to add to the folks, or should we get into it? Yeah, I just... Just checked out Reddit. Just signed up the other day. It's pretty sweet. I like that trophies. That trophies community is a lot of good stuff on there. Yeah, it's pretty good. I can't believe you haven't used Reddit up until that point. No, I'd like. I don't know. I don't like starting new, uh, new things. I have like five hundred apps on my phone. Mm-hmm. Ten hundred emails coming in from all those. So <laughs> I try to avoid it. But Daryl, are you a Reddit guy? Uh, Have you used it much? No, uh, Eli had actually brought it up yesterday. Um, don't have an account. Mm-hmm. It's just too much to manage for me. But I definitely probably check it out at some point. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. If like, what I'll do is when I start playing a new game, I'll hop into it and just kind of join the community to see what discussions are going on and stuff like that. So it's a fun way to kind of supplement whatever you're into with other people who are also really into it. Um, so it's good. Um, yeah, I joined the Bloodborne one. It's pretty cool. The to- you know, those games have a pretty big community to begin with, but yeah, it's pretty sweet to see, like, people are like, oh, I just platinum it, <clears throat> which was relatable for me, and then, you know, there's like, oh, I just started playing. I'm, like, lost. Yep. And it's pretty cool to see people are still picking it up five years. Oh, yeah. Five that, years later. That game still definitely has legs. Yeah, I mean, the, the communities that I'm... So I kind of fluctuate, but the two that I've always stayed in are um, Resident Evil and Halo, and it's just funny to hear, like, how many people are... See how many people are still playing games from, like, the 90s <laughs> and just you know oh i played resident evil 2 for the first time like so crazy or you know it's like wow that game came out in 1998 or whatever that's just that's <laughs> um but yeah so i know we have a lot of progress to get into uh eli you've been kicking some ass it appears like on the trophy feed uh so why don't you kind of regale us with some tales of some easy platinums what have you been playing uh well yeah kind of as i was going through bloodborne couple breaks were a little unnecessary. Mm-hmm. So as I kind of completed endings, um, I took a break and did some of the easy Platinums. So I did uh, the Siberian, the Time Traveling Warrior. Yes. Uh, which was like, it was kind of hard, I think, at least for me. Uh, <laughs> like, I died a ton, and you have to, like, redo the whole level if you die. Mm. There's, like, uh, vending machines you can buy hearts from. They're kind of pricey. And, uh, but there's a combo system in there, which is kind of cool for one of those games where you have to focus more on your attacks instead of just spamming. Okay. Where like the sword lights up a color and you got to press attack again at the right time to do a full combo. Oh, so a little like rhythm sort of thing going on there too. 
Yeah, yeah, you can't just be like smashing square, you know. And is this like um, a platformer, or what? What kind of game was it? I mean, I'm assuming it was it was a 2D platformer, but I'm not sure. Yeah, 2D platformer. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so yeah, that one was it was pretty cool. It was, it was a bit tough. Mm-hmm. Um, there was only like two kind of missable trophies. You you had to complete one of those combos, and then there's like these homeless guys in the beginning that you have to attack one of them to get a trophy. Fucked uh, up. But yeah, and it actually had a better spread than most of these have like all golds. This one had like six bronze, seven silver, and eight golds. So it was like, you know, it was oh, pretty cool. Nice. I'd say that's definitely yeah. uh, agreeable because we both hate, and I'm sure Daryl, you do too, when trophies have, or trophy lists are like 40 bronzes, two silvers, and a gold. You're like, okay, come on. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, and then I uh, did Delta Squad, which was actually a follow-up to Full Blast, hmm. which is the the top the vertical shooter I played. Oh yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, I think we talked about that towards the beginning of this um, podcast, but it was this was actually like the boots on the ground. Hell yeah! Like a twin stick shooter. Uh, it was funny because when I was running around the town. There was a uh, a billboard mm-hmm. that had uh, full blast on it. Oh, so it's they a little easier it for the other game. That's yeah, cool. that's pretty funny. Yeah, I like when games do that, man. I feel like uh, you played Herboxia as well, but there was like an Easter egg in there to the Perils of Baking, which was that guy's first game. So pretty interesting, oh. and I like when yeah, like you'd be flying the spaceship through one of the levels there, and you just found like a giant chef hat, and it was a reference to the first game, but it's still pretty sweet. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, this one was a bit it was stressful because mm-hmm. you had to beat it. To beat a level, you only get like two or three hearts, and that's it. Or you got to start all over again. Oh, wow. And you had to complete like 10 missions to get to the boss, and then you had to beat the boss. And uh, so, yeah, it was kind of stressful. And you just take, I just took it slow and, uh, you know, there's there's slow moving zombies throughout this city that you're just taking out. Mm-hmm. Then there's turrets on the streets, so you have to just kind of like you can have them just barely off the screen, and then so they don't attack you. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit slow, and it moves kind of slow just in general. Okay. Uh, but then when I got to the, it got super intense at the end because I had um, I played a heavy for his defenses so I could uh, try to tank my way through more of it. <laughs> but at the end of the fight, I had one life left and I, and my, the heavy has a rocket launcher and it was dealing massive amounts of damage to this boss. Hell and yeah. uh, I, I missed my last rocket launcher shot <laughs> and like having to dodge his grenades that will kill you in one shot. Mm-hmm. It just got like, I was, it was super intense for like this, quote-unquote easy platinum uh <laughs> but yeah finally took him out and uh it, it was pretty good that one's only at like 58.7 for the platinum percentage which is i mean higher than most games but it's yeah. lower for these type that's the lowest one uh out of like siberian was 74.5 oh wow yeah. then the third one i did zeropian mm-hmm. or maybe zeroption invasion was uh 84.3 so like this was delta squad was a lot lower yeah d- yeah compared to the other two for sure and uh 
Yeah, so that last one's a rope, just a rope shin invasion. Mm-hmm. That was like an arcade shooter in the likes of Space Invaders, oh, that's which cool. was pretty fun to play. Was it like top-down yeah. scrolling, so they came from the enemies come from the top of the screen, and you're like shooting yeah, from the bottom? Yeah. Okay. Yep, and you only move left and right, and there was a couple levels with uh, shield barriers or whatever mm-hmm. that you take out and they take out, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, that one was easy. You only had to get to, like, level three. Then the trophies were all, like, getting to the levels, the scores, the bosses, getting mm-hmm. the power up and dying once, you know, like, pretty easy. Yeah, pretty standard um, fare. It's, it bothers me yeah. that, like, because Konami released, I think, like, a classics collection or an arcade classics collection, and they did the same thing with Castlevania collection and uh, Contra. And those trophy lists are, like, so bad. And then you see some of these games that are, granted, made specifically with the idea of Platinums in mind. But their trophy lists are way better, and they have a Platinum. And it's like, how can, like, classic games like Arkanoid or Snake or whatever these things that are coming out, the original Castlevanias, not have better trophy lists, and then this little dinky game can have a Platinum? I just wish yeah. it did, because these games make me want to play old-school arcade games, and they never have good fucking trophy lists, ever. Yeah, I yeah. would prefer to play one of those bigger titles and like, yep. you know, but it's, it's for us trophy hunters, it's not worth it. Exactly, because you could just get like, like, oh, two I'm cool. I'm gonna get like, yeah, I'm going to get a couple bronzes and that's it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and there's there actually there was at the arcade collection. I should have just called it the shooter collection. Okay. It's kind of disappointing. It was like, I don't know, just full of shooters. Yeah, it's a, bit, can, it's a bit find that elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, but Daryl, do you play arcade games much? Do you ever play any of those old school ones? Not a whole lot nowadays. Um, to be honest, I can't really recall any. <laughs> <laughs> You're too cool for school, dude. The hell. Okay, so you got a couple of those yeah. easier plats out of the way then, and then you, I know you made some pretty good progress on a couple other things too. So what else? What else have you been going at? Yeah, so those were for my like endings at Bloodborne to take a little break and reward myself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh but yeah, I think last time I had just beaten the queen. Uh so then I went right back and did the two main game bosses. Mm-hmm. And so uh That's Murdo uh, and German, right? Those are the last two? Yeah. Okay. Yes. And then I don't I guess spoilers. If you're if it's, you're concerned about that at this point, we're gonna spoil it uh, because we're talking about the fucking trophies related to it. So yeah, yeah that's what we're going yep. into. Okay, so yeah, the moon presence. I did that ending first after the dungeon, and uh, it did. The moon presence did kill me once because mm-hmm. I got stuck in a corner. I'm blaming it on this stupid corner. Uh, <laughs> sure, <laughs> but, uh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, but. I was pretty overpowered, right? Because all the dungeons, and so it was pretty, uh, pretty easy to get through that. Um, but yeah, I full cleared pretty much the whole game on that first run, right? Uh, and did most of the NPC side quests. But then I realized that I did not, because there's these covenants, and that's how you get those uh, the blue runes. I don't know what they're called, the special ones. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I didn't get all of those. Uh, but that took me 102 hours. Oh my gosh! Since 2018, though, I will add. Yeah, uh, so it's tro- like two the, years almost. Yeah, the trophy guy says 50 hours, so I don't know about all that. <laughs> if you want to, you know, get into it, it's. I don't know how you could really do it in 50 hours. I, like, I feel like in general, besides like just looking it up and following a guide to the T so you know where you're going and not really experience the game, maybe 
you could do it in 50 hours, but you still got to get get good to go through the dungeons. Mm-hmm. You know, like Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Hours the dungeons add quite a bit, I think onto it because just base game or whatever. Yeah, like 40 hours, maybe 50 hours seems reasonable to do everything else that the trophy list requires of you, but the queen the Sumerian queen one is definitely one that throws you off. And I and I do feel like in general the trophy guides are a little bit the the hours that they estimate are always lower than what I end up getting to. And I feel like I've heard that from like Colin Moriarty on Sacred Symbols with with him and Chris as well, where it's like the same kind of thing will happen where, you know, it's not actually eight hours to get the platinum for a twin breaker. I feel like it's closer to probably like ten or twelve. So they're I don't know. It's yeah, usually it's... a bit of an undersell. They do this for a living, so obviously they're going to be good at going through and mm-hmm. routing and figuring out the best way to go through and get some of these trophies. Yeah, I I kind of like look at too when, especially when there's a lot of collectibles and you're looking at a guide. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, I got to watch this half an hour video and then do it. Yep. So you're adding it's double the time pretty much for yeah, that. That's a really good point. So yeah. if you're following a guide, it's going to take a little more time. Sure. Uh. Well, yeah, after that, after that ending, I went through and did an, finished my arcane run, mm-hmm. uh, and did the ending without the special item. I won't spoil that, at least. <laughs> but <Very kind laughs> so I only had to do German, and uh, and the arcane. The hardest thing with the arcane was to actually like remember to use my tools, which are what is uh, scales with your arcane. Okay. And so, like, I'm so used to using a weapon, and uh, focusing on those was hard to keep uh, management over those and my blood bullets and health vials. It was like a totally different, you know, play style. So it was it's a bit weird. And then in the German fight at the end, uh, when he goes to a second phase, it took me a while. I started using the gloves and kept them at a distance. And he like wasn't attacking or any. I must have been in the sweet spot mm-hmm. and had him a little broken there. And uh, realized I was doing like 780 damage for one glove attack. It's pretty good. So yeah, like six bullets was like 1500, uh, 1560 damage. It was pretty sweet. Uh, so I just stayed in that sweet spot and spammed those for the end of that run. And that playthrough took 20 hours. Wow, so, that's so crazy that the like that's the difference of eighty hours in your two playthroughs. Or did you or was the hundred combining the, that twenty hours? Nope. Okay, yeah. So it's the difference is, of eighty yeah. hours. Yeah, and I did I did a few dungeons super early and used some glyphs I found to get some good blood gems early on to scale elemental ones to scale with my arcane, because that scales with arcane. Mm-hmm. And uh so I I did walk through the game pretty easily. Uh, but I didn't grind up my arcane to 99. It was at like 40 something at the end, so it wasn't super high, and I was still doing good damage. So uh, yeah, then I went on to my last playthrough, which was uh, I went on New Game Plus, which was the first time I ever played New Game Plus on anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the dungeons supposed to be end game content, uh, I was already well in range of where they wanted you to be. Uh, and I did go through and open all the shortcuts because I was not confident in uh, my boss, my boss slaying abilities. Oh, so you skipped over the, yeah, the Bloodstar Beast and stuff like that? 
Yeah, I didn't do any optional bosses, and I opened up all the shortcuts in case I had to run back. Mm-hmm. So in total, it was four hours, twenty four hours, nineteen minutes, and four seconds. That's insane. Think about yeah. that for a second. That's twenty Drastic. times faster than your first playthrough, or no? Yeah, even more than that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it was. It was pretty good. But if I didn't open up and think about it, if I didn't open up any of those shortcuts and like. Uh, first tried all the bosses. Mm-hmm. It it would have been like two hours. Yeah, and you start Maybe to three. see how it's like possible for people to speed run these kind of games, right? Like if you know it well enough, because that's like you've only you only really played through it like three times. Imagine if you played through that game like twenty times. You know. Yeah. Like it's yeah, just... and each time it would be shorter and shorter. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Well, it's congratulations crazy. on the long journey being over. You started that game two years ago, so that's wild. Yep. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I would recommend it to anybody, especially Daryl. Yeah, so, Daryl, uh, when are you going to hop on Blizzard, <laughs> dude? Uh, actually, sooner than you think. Uh-oh. So I think uh, I've been watching some videos, and I've been watching a lot of Eli's videos. Shameless shout-out. <laughs> <laughs> like a fun game to play, for sure. I'm especially liking all the rage videos that are out there of people smashing their controllers and <laughs> stuff like that. I'm just thinking, dude, these you guys are YouTubers making money. Of course, they can spend money to replace those controllers, but yep, it's I'm, true. <laughs> yeah, you got, a, you got a pretty cool universe that I could definitely get into. Well, and you're the dude who plays everything on hard, right? Like, so something. Like Bloodborne or Neo or you know the Souls type games should be pretty appealing because we we all three together played through the Surge or most of the Surge I should say uh, during our trophy race and I feel like that game you're able to get through pretty quickly so yeah that that game wasn't too bad mm-hmm. um, I guess that's a good game uh, entry game into that series because I definitely never played a, a Souls game or a Bloodborne game before so I mm-hmm. guess that was kind of like a an indicator of what to expect from those kind of games. For sure. Did you? Bloodborne um, is much better. Yes, Bloodborne is a <laughs> Combat better. Combat that that I st- I played it. I only did the first boss because it was oh, uh, it was right. different for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I've always wanted to get back into it, but it's just it was a free game. It's not worth my time. But the uh, yeah, it was different. I would definitely suggest trying a from software game. Yeah bit more of a polished experience for sure yeah um did you pick it up for free daryl ever like because it was offered with uh it was like notoriously the most famous month i think of ps plus offerings it was bloodborne and ratchet and clank some people still think that was the best month for ps plus games we've had but did you pick it up then for free or no yeah i picked those two games up so it's in my backlog and i think i had neo as well oh you're gonna be you're gonna be all set yeah, those games should keep me busy for a while. So uh, I'm definitely glad I got those games for free because <laughs> I'm pissed off and started breaking stuff. You know, <laughs> I didn't really spend money on it, so it shouldn't be too bad. <laughs> it should come with like an extra controller. Like any new FromSoft game should come with like a controller because a lot of people are going to fucking rage and, and break it. I mean, I know I felt that way sometimes with Sekiro where it just goes from being fun and like you know the, it's always the thing with those games it's always the reward and the satisfaction you feel after you beat a boss is worth it but sometimes when you're in it it's kind of hard to remember that and dying like 
50 times in a row on some boss you're just like what is the what is the point of this you know like i'm just i'm not having fun like i'm not making any progress in this game i'm not getting any trophies because i'm just waiting on a bronze for killing this boss like but then once you get over it it's there's just kind of a point where everything clicks all of a sudden it doesn't really feel that bad and uh you just start winning though for sure mm-hmm. <clears throat> um cool well there or uh eli thanks for informing us on what you've been up to i know you've been playing more but we're going to come back uh to you in a little bit because we've been playing a game together called uh twin breaker um but first i kind of wanted to talk with you daryl about how the rest of resident evil 3 went last time we talked we were both pretty far along in our trophy hunt for that game um and we've since both platinumed it so what did you end up thinking after having gotten the platinum was the overall takeaway from the game yeah so um you know what? Before I forget, mm-hmm. uh, I had to make a correction from our previous podcast. So I mentioned the YouTuber Carcinogen. Mm-hmm. His name is actually Carcinogen SDA. I believe I called him DSA. So just want to get that off and you know correct the guy's name. Don't want to give props to the wrong guy. So <laughs> it's a good correction. Yeah. Uh, without without out of the way. Yeah, um, it took me about six playthroughs just to get the platinum. Fun game for sure. I definitely enjoyed it a lot. I did my first playthrough um, with no guides. Uh, just wanted a pure experience. Nice. Playthrough, I did all the collectibles. So I collected all the Charlie dolls, read all the files, safes, all that stuff. Then my next pl- three playthroughs were all the difficulty runs and trying to get those S ranks. Okay. So, or Nightmare, Inferno. Um, Inferno and Nightmare were actually pretty fun. You know, there was a lot of twists to the game. Yeah. That threw a lot of other players off because there's enemy placements. Enemies were a lot more aggressive. So it, it was just like our talk on. Resident Evil 7, you know, that Madhouse difficulty. Yep. Like, a truly uh, brand new game within the game itself, so it was cool to see that in this Resident Evil installment. Yeah, I agree uh, entirely. I will say Nemesis Stage 3. Uh, maybe you can... Suck it. <laughs> it almost felt like a Dark Souls boss. Dude, I'm telling you, I, my heart was beating so much, like I could feel it burst out of my chest, chest at times, and mm-hmm. my hands were, my hands were fidgety because as soon as I died, I wanted to get back into the boss fight again. Yep, um, it was definitely a challenge. And for those who want to beat him, um, well, let, let me ask you, Colin, what, what was your take on beating him? Like, what was your? <laughs> I, I'm glad that? that you asked because I, when we talked about it before, I gave you wrong information. I gave you incorrect information. I should, should say, like. So I got him on Inferno and Nightmare, and I was like, okay, well, this sucks because you have to use a pistol, I thought, to shoot the little polyps or whatever that come up on him to make him stagger and do damage. But um, you can actually use the infinite rocket launcher uh, that you unlock from the store. And when you do that, you can pop three to four of those little things at once. So it speeds up the fight a lot and makes it easier. Uh, But that being said, that boss can go fucking die. I hate that boss. The rest of the game is so like similar in the way that it feels and the way the combat feels and 
the first three boss fights that you have with Nemesis feel relatively fair. And especially when you have upgraded items, it's like, okay, well, I can totally wreck this guy now. But that last stage Nemesis is more about can you do perfect dodges than it is like how good are you at like, you know, or how much ammo do you have or how well did you manage your resources before the fight, you know? So I certainly found him pretty annoying. I died probably like 30 to 40 times on him on Inferno and Nightmare before I decided to just say fuck it and buy the... There's an upgrade in the shop that lets you get easier perfect dodges. And once I bought that, it became much more manageable. But um, yeah, definitely did not enjoy that boss. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I probably died about the same times as you did. Mm -hmm. Um, I was going for the S rank, so prior to that fight, I probably had like a 40-minute cushion. And I was thinking, uh, I probably got this in the bag. I beat this boss on Nightmare, so how bad could he be on, on Inferno? Right. Uh, times worse, for sure. Quicker, <laughs> and then he could stun, uh, stun block you. Mm-hmm. So basically, he hits you, you can't do nothing, and then he'll just keep pummeling uh, you. Yep. So I think I was trying to legitimately do that with just the rocket launcher and blow up like the pods and stuff to weaken him. And I couldn't do it. So 30 minutes later, you know, getting pretty close to that S rank time limit. So I looked up online and I found a video. It's a video by the um, this one YouTuber, not Carsey, but his name is the Hidden Object Guru. Okay. And who is so as soon as you start the fight, you know, you, you get the railgun and then you weaken the nemesis right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And that is basically just about dodging the nemesis attacks. But what you're going to do is you're just going to weaken him and to the point where he kind of just falls over and he's done. Mm-hmm. And you go around and start inputting those charges back into place. You don't want to do that just yet. You kind of just want to wait for the nemesis to start grunting. And that's kind of like your cue as to when you can push those transformers back in. Oh, weird. What, what I, is, um, as soon as you start pushing those transformers in, Nemesis will wake up and then he'll try to grab you. And then by the time he tries to grab you, that's uh, when you just roll away. And then that animation kind of frees you up to start blowing up the pods and stuff like that without uh-huh. you know, dealing with the, the slams of the tentacles and the swiping and all that crap. Mm-hmm. I did that technique and it took me maybe two three tries before i actually beat him damn i didn't even know you could do that that's pretty cool so yeah i was i was amazed by what what the guy found i was able to do so definitely want to try that out if you guys are having trouble with that boss fight at the end yeah especially if you go yeah i mean pretty much my strategy was just okay i'm gonna have both defense coins in my inventory I'm going to have the infinite rocket launcher and I'm going to have the upgraded dodge and then just kind of go to town. <laughs> and what I would try to do is on the first time you down him, I'd push in the battery on the left side of the room. There's just a single battery over there. And then the next time, if you do it right and you like make him fall when you're already standing near the right side battery, you can actually get both of them in one cycle of him being down, even on Inferno. So then it just means you have to dodge a lot less of his attacks before you can just go and finish the boss off. Um, but 
yeah, it's I mean definitely the hardest part of the game. Like no questions about it. And the fight before it, Nemesis Two or whatever, was um, and when he's in that pit with all the acid and stuff, became just a joke when you had even a decent amount of magnum ammo or the rocket launcher. I think I just started the fight off, shot three magnum rounds, then the the Carlos cutscene started. Came out, I shot four more magnum rounds and one rocket, and he was dead in like 15 seconds. So, um, definitely way easier. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. It, it was uh, kind of kind of annoying, just kind of realizing that the boss fights were on a totally different level as far as difficulty. Because mm-hmm. even with the infinite rocket launcher, Nemesis Stage Three was was just annoying to beat him. Yeah. I agree. You know, the boss fight before, you know, I think I probably shot him with four rocket launches before, you know, I was able to move on. And this guy, the stage three at the end, it was just almost impossible for me to get through and mm-hmm. kind of try to time his attacks. I mean, I had all that stuff, like the defense coins, the iron coins, like all those stuff. And I, it, I mean, it helped, but then it didn't because I was still getting a lot yeah totally i mean so for people who are unaware too the requirements to get the s rank in inferno uh, which is a trophy it's a gold it's the last trophy that i got as well um you have to save no more than five times in your playthrough and you have to beat the game in two hours or less to get an s so both of those things combined and pretty much the strategy i would recommend is save your last save until there's a typewriter right before stage three nemesis so that should be your fifth state, your fifth save. If you can do it in less, great. Um, but definitely save right there because you're going to be fighting that guy a lot. And on Inferno, auto save is disabled. So if you didn't save there, uh, you're going to be back. I think it's before Nemesis stage two. So you're going to have two boss fights in a row to do over and over again. Um, so it can be pretty difficult for sure. But I, I think overall, like the game was really awesome. The trophy list was really awesome. Um, I liked that you didn't have to buy items from the shop, but if you did so, it made the trophies easier to get. Um, it was pretty interesting. There wasn't actually any trophies tied to like unlocking the rocket launcher or anything like that. It was just like, you know, beat the game with Inferno S rank. You can do it default with no upgraded items and nothing extra, or you can do this and make it a bunch easier. But I liked that it gave you the option. And uh, for the first time, not only did I platinum the game, but I unlocked all the records all the challenges, whatever, all the concept art, all the models. So I like fully 100%ed it, got an S rank on every difficulty. Um, so 100% money well spent, I think. Yeah, I wanted to ask about those items. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen on the on the store, they were for sale, the RE2 ones at least. Mm-hmm. You can like buy something, some a key to get uh, the items. I don't know if that's like, you can get that early if you pay to win. So I, I don't know how that all works, but have you seen that on the store? I th- so on Resident Evil 2, I know you could buy like a costume pack, and it gave you a different pistol. It was like a Samurai Edge. I think it was Jill's model. Um, but I don't know how much extra damage it did, because I actually didn't buy that on Resident Evil 2. And in this game, the only thing that you would have gotten if you bought the game, like pre-ordered it, or you know, got the extra version, is you would get extra costumes. Everything else you still need to buy with in-game points, and there's challenges to earn you points. It's a little complicated, but it's like it'll say something like, "Just you know, kill 80 enemies with a with a grenade launcher will get you 10,000 points," and then you can use those to buy like increased firepower or 
increased health regen, or you can start the game with an extra like two inventory slots or stuff like that. So okay, you can yeah, there's yeah, you can pay to win, but it's all from in-game stuff that you get by just playing the game. Backwards. The uh, yeah, it says all in-game rewards unlock. That is that the stuff you buy in the store? Oh, interesting. Mm. Yeah. And they have a store like... that you can oh. purchase like those uh, like upgrades and abilities. Mm-hmm. So I believe in-game rewards were. Uh, is that only in two? Maybe it's only yeah. in, two. in two. There was no shop. Just to clarify, like in two, you had to do specific things to. Like, you would get rewards for, like, beating the game with an S rank or beating the game without doing specific criteria. But all that would happen is when you started your next game, you'd have extra items in the item box already. In this one, it okay. add, in 3, it added, like, the middleman of, like, cool, you beat the game, here's your points, buy your items, and then in your new game, it'll be in the box. So. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing 3, there's no, there's no uh, unlock key mm-hmm. for 3. But it looks like it appears like 2, you can buy those rewards. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, we're not talking about two, are we? <laughs> we are not, but no, it's good to bring up because I was going to just ask Daryl. I know, Eli, you haven't played them, unfortunately, so I recommend you play one of these two. But between the two of them, which one did you think had like the more fun Platinum experience? Because you and I both have the, we have the Platinum both. So, uh, Sorry, go uh, ahead. I would say Resident Evil 2 had the more... Uh, had a better platinum experience. Okay. Um, definitely, Resident Evil 3's platinum pitcher is the winner. I <laughs> like a whole lot more. Yeah, you're right. Platinum pitcher, but um, I mean they have the same trophies. It's a traditional Resident Evil trophy list. Mm-hmm. In the game, a certain number of hours, taking less uh, healing items, mm-hmm. no item box. But I think the the reason why I would say Resident Evil 2 is probably the one that I enjoyed most in getting the Platinum is kind of just, it, it started the whole remake, well, Resident Evil 1 remake, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know, I just enjoyed that one a whole lot more. Yeah. I really liked the horror element behind it. And I think I had a, I mean, I, I say that Resident Evil 3 Remake gave me a tougher time as far as the boss fights. Mm-hmm. But I think overall in RE2, I have more trouble uh, just with the whole game itself. Like, you know, the the area, the confined areas, and then Mr. X was probably one of the more um, scarier parts of that game because he constantly chased you throughout yeah. the whole area. And he could break and walls think, and find you. <laughs> I didn't get enough of that from Nemesis. Uh, there's areas where he would chase you, but it almost felt scripted. Mm-hmm. Mr. X and RE2, he was just relentless. He would chase you throughout the whole police station and then even outside. But um, I definitely like both of them, but if I had to choose, I would definitely say Resident Evil. Sure. Yeah, I think Resident Evil 2 is probably the more traditional... It's the better Resident Evil game. I'll put it that way. I, I think Resident Evil 3 was definitely more action-oriented, um, but I really enjoyed... I probably had more fun playing 3 than I did playing 2, 
but the the list was more rewarding in two. And I just wanted to real quickly compare before we move on. So two has a Resident Evil two has a three point four percent platinum, right? And for having a nearly identical list, right, barring a couple exceptions, what do you think Resident Evil three is? Oh, a whole lot higher. I think it was like what nine, ten. It's nine point five percent. So three yeah. three times as many people have platinumed that game than they have Resident Evil two. Um, so pretty interesting because I think a lot of people would agree with you that two is better, but the platinum would say otherwise. <laughs> so yeah. Well, good. Thanks for sharing your, your thoughts on that. I'm glad you got to, I'm glad we both played it, I guess, and enjoyed it. Cause definitely a good amount of fun. Oh yeah. It was fun. Eli, you were going to say something uh, before I cut you off. What's, what were you going to ask? Oh no, you, I, I was confused with the question, Oh, okay. but, uh, speaking about, uh, struggling with bosses mm. there i wanted to shamelessly shout out my youtube channel here oh yeah do it for, Give uh, a plug. some uh bloodborne i have some good bloodborne cheeses from my playthroughs uh i had one for the amygdala and the defiled chalice is a good one and then uh on my new game plus i did not want to uh in bergenworth there's a hunter in there i did not want to deal with so <laughs> I had a pretty convenient cheese for him as well. So if you're interested in some of the, I have a full new game plus boss fight, uh, on the YouTube channel, there's a couple other good ones, a couple gems in there. Uh, but if you're interested, they're on, uh, I think my YouTube channel is just Eli Downing. We discussed that in the other episode It is where if I put it as Narshire 13, uh, that's what my emails go out as. So <laughs> just Eli Downing, it's my YouTube. That's where you can find them. Yeah, I agree. Everyone should go check them out. It's kind of a little bit of a history on like what the Platinum Hunt was like, if you're interested in that. And just some good cheese strats in there. So definitely go check out the videos. Um, and they, they got Daryl hyped on it. So if you're in, thinking about Bloodborne, there's some hype in there as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, Eli, you and I have been playing a game that I think you got a little bit little bit of some frustration towards i think i'm viewing a little bit in a little bit better light but we've both been playing twin breaker and it's no surprise on the show we've referenced it a few times that we both maybe all three of us now daryl you do too listen to sacred symbols a playstation podcast and this is a game developed by um the two members of that podcast chris Reagan and colin moriarty alongside lily mo games which is the company behind hybroxia and perils of baking so it's a pretty chill brick-breaking game, uh, retro aesthetic, retro music, you know, old school style points scoring system and level design, um, but it has a really good platinum, and I think overall was a fun experience. So I'm curious to hear what you think about your time with that game. I have not platinumed it yet, I'll just say really quickly. Uh, I'm close. I'm at 62%, I think. So come a decent amount into that journey, but what did you think? Yeah, I'm not sure I would consider it chill. <laughs> this is what I mean. I think we have a we have a little uh, bit different opinions on this. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. It's a pretty fair list, but uh, as we discussed earlier, getting 40 bronzes is you know kind of lame. I mean, it's not a bad thing. They're all still worth. The games are pretty much all still worth about the same. Right. But uh, nobody nobody likes to get bronzes. No. Uh, but it was it was a pretty fair list. It'll clog your feed. You'll pop a bunch right at the beginning. Uh, but I think <laughs> so. If you want to piss was, off your friends, <laughs> get this game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I had like 
I kind of spoiled myself with those very easy platinums and like they're kind of in the same vein with, you know, a retro brick breaker, eight bit style graphics. And I, I may have got my expectations up for how easy it was going to be. And it was not easy. There was a couple levels in there. They're usually like right before the boss fights. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the high teens, then like 26, 27, 28, 37, 38, 39, something like that. Yep. There's just a couple of like super challenging ones. And uh, yeah, it was awfully frustrating. And then, uh, you know, the collectibles are hidden behind um, the the score, your score on that. And uh, some of those were tough to get. So you have to get an A rank back. on every level, right? To basically unlock all the collectibles? Yes, that was another part of my problem. I didn't realize you needed that. I thought you needed an S. Oh, gotcha. So I was like, yeah, I was trying to get S, but then it turned out I only needed A. That made it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. There is but a trophy really... for getting 20 S's, though. So you, you kind of got that out of the way, too, then. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't too. I thought that was kind of like the halfway point for the collectibles is what I kind of thought that was, but mm. it is not. <laughs> so yeah, I was confused at that. So hopefully that helps somebody out a little bit. Yep. Uh, but yeah, the luck based power ups were just such a hassle. Ah. Like, I already had to play those levels enough, and now I have to do them over and over again to make to, till I get good power ups to get a high score. Like, yeah, sweet. Like, all right, this is just luck based. This has nothing to do with my skill. I've beaten the level five times, and all I've gotten were bronze coins. Yeah. The only drop I got. Cool, yeah, I got to play it again. This really hard level. That's fair. Uh, oh, I thought when initially you'd brought up to me that the game was pretty luck based. I th- I agree. Like, I thought you were just referring to like the nature of how a brick breaker works because a lot of it is just trial and error, right? Of like, I hope the ball bounces in the right direction based on how I moved this paddle or whatever. Um, but the collectibles do add, or the, the collectibles, the power-ups do add another element to the game. And I did like that it kind of changed some things with the traditional formula. So you can get double points. You can get different types of balls bouncing around. Some of them that do more damage than others. Uh, there's a heavy ball or a steel ball that's like ridiculously overpowered and will break any brick it hits in one bounce instead of sometimes like, four to five to six bounces even so getting one of those yeah getting one of those was amazing because it would just clear the map super quick um but yeah there's also things that make your paddle smaller or bigger or speed up the ball or you know slow or like slow down the ball so and what you're referring to it's random it seems like about which you know what you're going to get basically from the bricks that you break so you can play a level five times and get completely different experiences based on what your power-ups are Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you get you get a times two, and then you get a a the uh, stone ball, whatever the hell, the, the metal ball, mm-hmm. and just like plow through the whole up. Boom, done. I got an A rank in ten seconds. Get all the time bonuses for that. Yep. Not and health bonuses, but like, yeah, just you never know what you're gonna get. It's pr- was, it's pretty confusing cool. for sure. Um, I, I also say... didn't know. Go ahead. You could you can attack those things scarabs the things falling at you i didn't know you could attack those with your paddles oh yeah i didn't figure that out for a while either (laughs) no (laughs) yeah definitely not i didn't know you could shoot the paddles for half the game well i like saw the indicator so you can 
basically shoot a mirrored version of your paddle to like reflect the ball midair. It's kind of difficult to describe in audio only. So if you guys are curious about this game, I would certainly recommend checking it out and watching some YouTube videos first just to see if it's something that you'd be interested in. It's it's not going to be for everybody, but if you like old school brick breakers, I think it's pretty fun. Um, there's a lot the game doesn't necessarily tell you um, that it's pretty helpful, but you figure it out relatively quickly. And I think one of the benefits of the list is that most of the trophies are gotten through just natural play. Like you don't really have to do much more than just play the game to unlock everything. Uh, there's there's a couple trophies that are standouts to that. Number one being come back on five different sessions. I think play the game at five different times, which is cool. So kind of, you know, encouraging you to maybe get up, take a break, or just come back and play it again. Um, and then the other one that was a little strange is to beat the game in 24 Earth hours or beat all 40 levels within 24 Earth hours. So if you're someone who had 30 minutes to play and then you don't have a chance to come back and play again until like, a day and a half later, your this trophy is going to be a little bit rough for you uh, because you do need to do it in in a 24 hour period. But all said and done, I think it took me like three hours to to beat the game. So right now I'm working on new game plus and working on getting uh, 20 S's and you know trying to get all the collectibles and stuff like that. But it should be only a few more hours, yeah. I think. I think the 24 Earth hours one also added to my stress of the first playthrough because like I didn't want to miss out on that. Yeah, but I think the the list is built well as the trophy list. Yep. Uh, I think there's a bit more uh, bronzes than are necessary, but like you earn a lot of those through natural play, mm-hmm. and then uh, then you go through new game plus, and you have an opportunity to earn even more of them through natural play because that's part of it. <clears throat> and then uh, yeah, there's only. A couple other there's a couple other miscellaneous stuff right that are that make you try the other game modes and the other things you called out that that are potentially missable mm-hmm. uh, and uh, but yeah it's I think the list was built pretty well it How was fair too? yeah I have my expectations up and it but it, it's it's a fair uh, list and the game's only ten dollars too or is it fifteen actually I think it's ten uh, I think it's ten so yeah and it's a pretty good game for ten bucks. the The platinum percentage is at seventeen point six percent, so it's certainly high as far as platinums go. But it's not um, to the level of maybe some of these other games we talked about today, where you know it's the platinum's almost guaranteed, right? Yep. And I think a big yeah, part of game, that. Go ahead. New game plus isn't bad either. If you're if that's turning anybody off, it's just the bricks have a little more life, but you also get more life. It was pretty chill. Nice. Okay, I'm I like 10 like levels into that, so I need to continue with it. Yeah, I liked it better. You get more opportunity for more points as well, because the bricks have more life. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. And th- the story, it's worth calling out real quickly, while it was like just basically text screens with some, some pretty cool retro like art and images, um, I thought the story was well written for what it was, and like a brick breaker having a story is not something you see every day, so I I know having listened to sacred symbols that the the whole goal was to kind of make a, a classic brick breaker game that was fun with a good list that had a compelling story for the genre and i think to that end it's a pretty good game it succeeded so would recommend it from me if you guys are interested in like a you know five to seven hour maybe 10 hour platinum something like that yeah did you follow the story because i kind of blew through most of it yeah so it's it's pretty cool so for me yeah basically what it is is like the it's later on in earth's history um there's been a world war three 
and the United States chose to remain neutral. And as a result, we saved a whole bunch of money that we reinvested into space exploration. And we sent out ships that had like hundreds of people on them. And the whole idea was the ships would take a couple hundred years to get to their destination. So that you'd have whole families that lived and died on this ship. They're called generation ships. And eventually the U.S. doesn't hear anything back from these ships. And they're starting to be concerned because they're like, well, did they reach their destination or what? And uh, one of them just appears near Earth again and sends like a little encrypted message and then disappears. And that's how the story begins. You and your co-pilot go through and um, basically follow the encrypted data to a wormhole. Then you go and like figure out there's some alien race that's been like capturing your ships. And, you know, it's it's pretty cool. The, the way they spin it is all the bricks you're breaking are actually like old parts of the ships that they've been like restructured into like defense perimeters. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, pretty, no, it's pretty, pretty heady. creative guy with that stuff. Yeah, uh, it, but it was a bit much for a brick breaker as I'm, you know, uh, <clears throat> trying to just plow through most of the levels. And then it's like, oh, here's 10 screens of dialogue. Mm-hmm. And you got to click twice through them. Uh, it was, and I'm not a big, big reader in my games. <laughs> I, and like, I don't know. Yeah, I but feel it. I think it was, I, that's cool. put a story in there. Yeah. It's, I'm it's, sure it's... if you're in, into that, Colin's a very uh creative and uh you know good with his language and lingo Mm -hmm. so it's probably pretty enjoyable to read through it if that's what you're into yeah it's there if you want it and if you want to just press triangle and skip it you can just skip it so um yeah would recommend though i want to real quickly before we get into strange brigade which is a game we've all been playing um i wanted to just quickly update folks i have finally fucking achieved the modern warfare 2 platinum after having to fulfill the same trophy requirement probably three to four times so if you missed it on the last episode the modern warfare 2 campaign has a trophy called immortal where you have to beat every level without dying or reloading your checkpoint you can do it on any difficulty so i did it on recruit and uh, initially when i was playing through the game i probably did that two to three times on every level and I made a little like list to make sure I was doing it properly on them and the trophy wouldn't pop. So what I finally ended up having to do after looking on Reddit and some forums is delete the save from my storage on my PS4 console, delete the game, reinstall the game, and then go through it again on new game and hope that it popped. And luckily it did. So finally got that gold in the platinum. So Fuck that game. I deleted it immediately afterwards. <laughs> it, it turned what was a really fun, awesome shooter experience into a bit of an annoying grind. Um, for $20, I'd still recommend it if you're in the mood for a classic shooter with like some revamped graphics. It's definitely worth picking up. But goddamn, just watch out for that glitched mortal trophy because it can be a pain. Yeah, I want to say congratulations, man. That's uh, I uh, commend your commitment to sticking to that. That's... Uh... That's a painful one for us trophy hunters, and it's not always easy to keep your head in the game on that. Oh, so, uh, yeah, props, thank you, man. That's, I appreciate that's it. Awesome. I definitely had to have a few beers when I was going through my playthroughs. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, Daryl, are you gonna pick that up? Are you gonna play that at all? Or Eli, are you guys gonna ever check that out? You think? Or maybe I have the first one. Um, I started that, but I never finished it. Okay. I kind of had a similar instance too, where 
platinum never popped for me, but that happened on Assassin's Creed Unity. Oh. Um, wait, it was a Unity? It was one of those Assassin's Creed games. Syndicate or Unity, I, yeah. Yeah, where I had done everything, and I think the last trophy I had to do was, like, unlock all the skills. And I did that, and the platinum didn't pop. So, you know, some games are different when you follow like the trophy protocol requirement however you want to call it so like if you do what's required right away the trophy will pop up others not the case like if you're in like the skill menu or sort of some sort of menu and you do what's required and then hop out back into the end game then that's when the trophy pops up for you hmm I realized that when I had done what was required of me, um, it didn't pop because I didn't go back into the game. So when I didn't get the platinum, I was devastated. I just deleted the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. The whole memory, dude, it was gone. And then I looked online and I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, this is what you have to do to get the trophy. You just unlock everything and then go back into the game, and then it should pop up." Yeah. I, you know what, I, I commend you for sticking with it, but me, I, yeah, I probably got that platinum like two years later. <laughs> I ran game over again the next day just to get some damn trophy. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I mean, I'm sorry that happened to you, of course, but like, ugh. So would you, you basically it, just had to reinstall it, and then did you have to go through the requirements again, or you just had to start the game up again, and it, and it like popped it? I had to start... Well, since I believed in everything, I had to start the game all over. Oh, my God. And when I got to the point where I had to buy all the skills, I made sure I did a backup save. And then I did the same thing. You know, I bought all the skills, and the trophy still didn't pop. I was freaking out again. It's like, what's going on? Is this a trophy glitch? And then I went back into the game, and then the trophy popped. But I think that's kind of the case with some of those games. It's like... You know, don't, don't freak out. Maybe just have to exit that menu and hop back in. Maybe the trophy will pop afterwards. That's a good call. Hey, speaking of speaking of hopping back in and trophies popping, and Resident Evil, Colin, how's uh how's six? Oh my god, dude! <laughs> <laughs> <It's> fucking <laughs> yeah, Resident Evil Six. Uh, so pretty unfortunate. I was you probably saw that Daryl on the feed as well. Um, I went in to just kind of check and see like what I had in that game unlocked and what like how much progress I had basically because I couldn't remember how much of it I'd played before and part of it was you just like you have a collection of action figures and files and all kinds of stuff I guess so I went to go look at my like bonus screen and saw three collectibles three like action figures there and just by looking at them I guess I popped a trophy for you now have like you have three action figures or something so it went from being way down on my list, probably from almost like two years ago, so not near the top of my scroll, to pulling it back up to the top because I got one other bronze trophy. So now Resident Evil 6 is like second or third position on my list. Fucking annoying. I hate when that happens. <laughs> um, and now it's like, well, dude, now what? Do I have to play it again? Like, I don't understand. <sighs> I'm at 55%. And so From 54 yeah, and so it's a double whammy of annoying. It's annoying because it pulled it back up on my list, and also because Resident Evil 6 has so much DLC. There's four DLC packs that 
even though I'm at 55%, which is a little more respectable, it shows as 32 on the scroll. So not only did it pull yeah. it back up, it's a low percentage list. It's the in worst. Yeah. Yeah. I have right under that's resistance. How's that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Daryl, have you tried RE resistance at all yet? Have you, do you have any opinions on that game? No, I haven't played it yet. I actually deleted everything from RE3 once I got the platinum. Oh, nice. <laughs> Is that, that's yeah. like common practice, right? We all do the same thing. Like after you get a platinum, you just delete the game right away. Yeah, it's kind of funny that we do that. It's almost like, you know, it's kind of like a one night stand. It's like, all right, I already got my platinum. Get on. Yeah. Do that. Yep. On to the yeah. platinum. Well, and like quickly, just to say for Modern Warfare 2, the reason I wanted to get that and stuck with that trophy so hard is because it was a 50 gig ish game on my console and I, I needed the space. Like, I legitimately, because I have a Generation 1 PS4, like, I don't really have that much space. And with Modern Warfare, the new one, and Warzone installed, that's like half of my memory. So I wanted to get rid of Modern Warfare 2, delete it, so that I could have more room to download other games to go for trophies in. So fucking annoying. Yeah, I've had this screw me up. I, I get so excited when I'm done with the game. I just like, oh, got the platinum. Mm-hmm. I get it to the home screen half the time unless there's like credits or something. Mm-hmm. and delete it and then i was like ah oh, wait i was gonna make a video on Tim- twin breaker but it's already deleted and it's like yeah whatever and i've done that with killing floor and like a couple other of the games i was like i was like so focused on my trophies and the platinum i just like got in my zone of like oh yeah done yep moving on and uh whoops yeah that's well. a bummer oh man yeah. but i yeah it, it's funny that we kind of i think all do the same thing there is something like you said daryl that's like a bit I don't know. It's like kind of cathartic to just be like, cool, I'm done with that. Like delete, <laughs> you know, like I'm, and very rarely, if ever, have I gone back and played a game that I have the platinum in the exception being like modern warfare, the new one, because I play multiplayer in it. But, um, to answer your original question quickly, uh, resident evil resistance is the tie in package that comes with re3 remake. So it's an asymmetric survival game where you have three, um player controlled like survivors on a team going against one evil mastermind and it's pretty cool um it doesn't play anything at all like a single player version of resident evil does um it has similar guns and mechanics of like an inventory system and stuff like that but it's just not really my type of game like as fun as it is i'm I'm glad i tinkered with it i did pop some trophies unfortunately so i have eight percent now on the list but since I paid essentially $30 for that, since it came with Resident Evil 3, it, it seemed worth it to me <clears throat> to check it out. So I'm, I'm not going to continue to go for trophies in it, though. Yeah. Daryl, that asymmetric's kind of your kind of your jive. What's up? You going to check that one out? Nope. I'm moving on. Well, <laughs> getting out that game? Getting out of that uh, style? Get down with that game. It just seemed like uh, I don't know. I, I don't think that's a game that should have came out in the first place. Me neither. No one asked for that game. None of the Resident yeah. Evil fans were like, oh, you know what we want? An asymmetric 3v1 fucking multiplayer game. No one, yeah. This game was announced last year, like not long after RE2 came out. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like Nemesis. And then, you know, prior to the game come out, it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to throw this Resident Evil Resistance game with it. Dude, like, why? Yeah. Why? Nobody's yeah, going to 
it only just gives the fans the idea that, you know, maybe some quality or the gameplay was going to be downplayed now that they have two different games that are being developed. Yeah, and they actually announced Resident Evil Resistance before Resident Evil 3 Remake, so some people thought that this was going to be like a standalone $60 game. So I'm like, I'm happy that they bunched it together with RE3, and the really nice thing that I'm really happy that they did is they made separate platinum lists. So for you, Daryl, like if you just don't ever touch it and you don't even look at it, like for all intents and purposes, you're never going to have to worry about it again, um, which is what I should have done. Uh, but instead, I decided to play a couple rounds, and like I said, it's not really my jam. The player base is really low already. Like I was having to wait like four to five minutes to find a match, and when I did find a match, the connection was usually like pretty bad. And maybe you can tell me, Daryl. I don't know if it was this way with like Friday the Thirteenth, but the mastermind is like ridiculously overpowered. And if you don't get good teammates on your team and like you're talking on a mic and stuff, and I was just playing by myself, so I wasn't doing that. Like you just get destroyed. Um, and so you wait like five minutes for a match and you jump in and you like die in like a minute and a half or two minutes. And then you just rinse, repeat the process on a shitty internet connection. So I was like, you know what? That's enough of that. <laughs> I'm getting, getting, getting out of here. Yeah. I, I remember playing Friday the 13th and I only played a little bit. It was for free. So I decided to try it out for a little bit. It's cool. I didn't play enough to really get the mechanics down. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's a game where the trophies can be played in like a private party, so you can like link up with friends and boost. I don't know if that's still the same with Resident Evil Resistance, but mm. I think the game that's kind of been in the back of my mind, like, oh, well, I could do that in a private party if anybody was down to boost trophies for that game. Yeah. I know you can yeah, you make custom a lot of- games, but I don't know if it counts or not. I haven't tested it. What was that? I said you can do a private match in Resident Evil Resistance. Like, you can make a custom game. But I don't know if you can pop trophies in there or not. I haven't tested it. Oh, okay. Well, if you're, if you're trying to convince me to join, I'm still not joining. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I think you should spend your time elsewhere. <laughs> I'm not putting that on my list. No. What yeah, were you, what was, were you saying, Eli? There was a... Uh... I was going to ask him about Dead by Daylight because I thought that was one you were into and all these asymmetric type deals. Because those, those asymmetric kind of games, uh, online multiplayer is obviously uh, usually uh, Trophy Hunter's worst nightmare. Yeah. And then this is even makes it even harder. And some of those, I forget if it's Dead by Daylight, but I think it's Friday the 13th as one of like the hardest trophies. One probably one of the hardest trophies on PlayStation with like the most grindy where you have to get uh like a thousand kills with Jason or something like that. I'm not sure if that's Friday the thirteenth or the Dead by Daylight uh DLC because I'm sure he's in there. I, I don't know. But uh Wow. Okay, so I just yeah, looked have... up the guide real quick. FYI, Eli, it's two hundred hours to get the platinum for Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. Yeah. Some yep. of those are hard, but I remember <laughs> Yeah, Daryl was into that Dead by Daylight. I guess that is that is Dead by Daylight. You, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> see what you did there. Yeah. Um, are you gonna check out Predator Hunting Grounds either, Daryl? That was like the other game that came out. 
It's another asymmetric game, but it, it's the same developer as Friday the 13th, but just like more polished and a new game. Yeah, those games, you definitely got to invest a lot of time to get good. And that's kind of like where I'm at nowadays with a lot of shooter games and asymmetric games. If I have too many, I can't really invest a lot of quality time in and trying to get good at some of these games because I just have so many games I'm kind of juggling at the moment. Yeah. So I see like a game like Predator Hunting Grounds or you know, Red Real Resistance, I'm like, it's, it's just another one that I'm going to add, add to the list, get good at, and I, I just rather not handle that many games. Yep. I agree. Yeah, I think uh, Dead by Daylight's 150 hours as well. Yeah, Predator's another 150 hours, so. It's just like, if you can do that, or you could play three or four or five really great single-player games that have good trophy lists, like, I'd rather just do that, personally, so better use of your time kind of the thing with those games is like you, you have to be at least somewhat good some of those trophies do require skill like i think on resident Evil resistance i think you have to like beat or for like a gold you have to like beat the like survivors with all different like characters or if you want to get the mastermind trophy you have to win the game with every mastermind so mm-hmm. every my every survivor has different skills, different uh, weaknesses. So it's definitely a lot of grinding stuff when you put it in that aspect. Because some characters might be harder for you to really utilize, so that might be a, a problem for some people who are going for those kind of trophies. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, here, here's the uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Play a thousand multiplayer matches as the counselor. Play a thousand multiplayer matches as Jason. Kill uh, one thousand three hundred and thirteen counselors. Yeah, I mean that's well, what. Got to do two thousand. Got to play at least a minimum 2, of two thousand games. games. A minimum. Mm-hmm. Minimum. That's and you have insane. to get the luck to get those to get. You have to be the counselor or be Jason. It's yeah. Like, what? At least in Resistance, you can search for like I want to matchmake for a survivor or I want to matchmake as a um mastermind. But even still ridiculous <laughs> yeah oh man um i think to kind of pivot a little bit i know we we've started this game but i want to talk about it in this section where we're kind of talking about what we're going to be playing next um we've all spent a couple hours together on a game called strange brigade which is a four player third person action shooter kind of puzzle game um it was on sale with the spring sale, I believe it was, or maybe it was a different one, but it was only like $9, $10 for the normal standard edition of the game. And essentially you're picking a different character with different skills and different, you know, perks and stuff like that. And running through and shooting mummies and skeletons and opening puzzle doors. And, um, you know, it's, it's a pretty fun co-op experience so far. And I, I know we're going to be looking to play some more of it. So, you know, what did you guys think of it? overall i guess from our initial play the other weekend and um yeah what do you guys think about the list no, i think it's a pretty uh pretty accurate represent representation of our uh real life real life strange brigade <laughs> are you saying that i'm uh i'm an african warrior woman princess yes. in, in real life <laughs> yes i appreciate that thank you yeah yeah you look good with bones in your cheek Oh, hell yeah, dude. 
I'm going to get a new new look going on here at work on Monday. <laughs> Tattoos on your forehead. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyways, it's a pretty fun game. I think it's, I think it's pretty well balanced for, you know, for like that kind of horde zombie shooter thing where, where it's challenging, but it still makes you feel like a badass zombie slayer. You know, mm -hmm. I think they, they, they pulled that off, uh, which is not always easy. Uh, my big giant complaint, gotta get this out of the way is not sharing loot. Yeah, that's pretty Gosh, annoying. Gone. Yep, yep, pretty annoying. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like, why? Why do you make a game that uh, I feel like not share? You make a game that doesn't share loot in a multiplayer game, decentivizes uh, cooperation. Right. Right. Like everyone wants a good gun. Everyone wants to be able to buy a good new gun, and you know have enough money for upgrades and loots and collectibles and like that's not shareable yeah that that's can pretty frustrating creates create tension and like you know just oh i'm gonna run and get loot or whatever it's just like not a good thing to have yeah in a multiplayer game it was the same in gauntlet which was like a four-player diablo light game that i was playing for a little bit but yeah you I, and you play it online too and you don't share gold so um yeah. It's kind of frustrating. And I think, like, for me, the other big thing I want to say about the list, like, just, we've, and again, we've only played a couple hours of it, is I don't necessarily like when trophies ask me to be bad at the game. So, and I know they're kind of trying to be funny here, but there's, like, trophies for, like, killing a teammate with a trap, right? Yeah. Rescue a teammate from a sarcophagus, which is basically your teammate died 10 times. Uh, like you should die 10 times in a single, there's one for like die 10 times in a single level, you know, and mm, stuff like that, well. where it's like, you know, it's kind of funny and I get it. Like you, you want to have something happen to these people that are maybe not performing as well in the game and they they get a little bit of a, you know, reward or something. But I just, mm. am like, if I'm performing well and I'm playing the game well and I'm not getting rewarded for that, that doesn't really feel very good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of rough. I don't, I, Personally, because I like to organize my trophy pops, it's kind of cool to have something like that mm -hmm. where, you know, like I like to have my last platinum or my last trophy be like the story related one. So like, you know, that's done. But like in games like this, like I did for uh, Twin Breaker, which had the five sessions and missed a thousand pickups. Those are kind of like the two negative playing five times isn't really negative but like i like having those to be last be like hey look i i played through the game well enough to had to grind out the trophies that you have to be bad for yeah but like in reality it really doesn't mean much and it is kind of it is kind of lame to have that in there but right it's just like yeah a, it's whatever one of those little extra bragging rights you know but, yeah yeah i agree Otherwise, it seems like a pretty standard fare of, like, collectibles and, you know, beating the game, obviously, and just putting a decent amount of time into it. Um, it should be fun. So, I mean, if any of the listeners are looking for, if you have a group of friends maybe who are also trophy hunters, um, this seems like a good four-player co-op game that has a decent trophy list as well. So I would recommend you guys check it out and you can kind of come along with us on this journey. Um, and before we go, I did want to talk about, too, kind of what our upcoming single-player games, I guess, that we're going to be going for are. So 
Uh, Daryl, I know you started Darksiders uh, War Mastered Edition, so is that next on your list for you? Yeah, that's going to be next on my list. And then the other two entries in that series, so Darksiders 2 and Darksiders 3. Nice. And be focusing on those for the next few uh, weeks. So you're going to try to do the whole franchise. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I might... Um, once I buy that or get through those games, I might just buy the Genesis as well. So we'll oh, see. Nice. Nice. I think those are pretty solid. What about you, Eli? What are you going to be going for in the coming weeks? Uh, so I'm currently on Hellblade. I'm working on that right now. Mm-hmm. And then I think I'm going to... I, I kind of switched it up. I broke my rule. <laughs> I bought a game for $30. <laughs> and got control. Hell yeah. yeah. I, uh, I'm happy about that. Whatever. Sacrilege. I lied. But uh, yeah, so I think that'll be my plan. Hellblade's getting towards the end here, and so I'll probably start control up after that. And I think you're, is that what you're kind of working towards? Yeah, I think so. So I'm going to finish up Twin Breaker this weekend. Probably, if not today, I'll finish it tomorrow. And then um, we'll be doing Strange Brigade. Then yeah, I think I'm going to be working on control. Uh, as well um it was either that or i have days gone and horizon zero dawn to do so i'll do control and then way down the line at some point i'll get into one of those other games maybe doom 2016 we talked about maybe trying to do that mm-hmm. at the same time as well daryl do you have that game you played that no i've okay. never played it before gotcha um but yeah, that's that's kind of it. I was toying with the idea of doing one of the older Resident Evils, like Resident Evil Zero or One, but some of those trophy lists are really difficult. I haven't made up my mind yet, basically, if I'm going to do it or not. And now, with Resident Evil Six having popped up on my list again, um, I am tempted to go through and try to get some of those trophies. So we'll see. But I think uh, Control won Game of the Year last year. It's got a pretty good trophy list. I think it's got um, maybe... Let me check real quickly while we're discussing i think it's something like a 10 percent platinum so pretty decent oh 6.3 but it's probably lower because a lot of people bought it on sale so they haven't mm-hmm. played it yet um yeah pretty yeah, decent list. Pretty good list it'll be fun yeah we'll you just basically it. play the game nothing it's a couple grindy things but they're just like side quests so if you wanted to just do all the quests anyway you'll you'll finish the game so mm-hmm. uh yeah before we go to speaking of sales yep uh these uh a lot of these easy platinums that I've been mentioning are currently on sale right now on the PlayStation Store. So uh, if you're interested in any of those titles, there's many more. Uh, a lot of them are from, I'm not exactly sure how you say it, the Rattalaki games. Oh, yeah. A lot okay. of them are by them. Uh, so, yeah, they're on sale. Check them out if you're they're pretty fun. Nice. Especially if you're a trophy hunter. I mean, <laughs> Which we are. <laughs> if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you're a trophy hunter. So, um Cool. Well, I think that's going to do it for me. I want to say thanks to everybody for listening and for tuning in. Thanks to uh, Narshredder and Initiated, Daryl and Eli, for joining. Appreciate your guys' time. And uh, look forward to playing some Strange Brigade in the future. Yes, tonight. Yes, tonight indeed. All right. Well, have a good (laughs) one, guys. Take care of yourselves and take care, everybody. Stay safe. Bye. Bye.